0: Welcome to the TappingSolution.com's Bits and Pieces podcast, where we share
1: information designed to change your life. Whether you're new to EFT tapping or an old hand, you'll find simple, inspiring information to brighten your day, motivate you, and help you live your best life. To learn more about tapping, visit the TappingSolution.com. Now, here's today's clip. Tapping is part of a growing field called energy psychology. Now, energy psychology derives from an even larger field called energy medicine, which often focuses on different subtle energy systems in the body. So in this interview, you'll learn other energy techniques that you can use alongside your tapping practice for great results. I have the distinct honor to interview one of the world's leading experts in energy medicine. Donna Eden from learnenergymedicine.com has been teaching people for over 25 years how to direct their energies for health and happiness her book energy medicine is not only one of my favorites but it is a groundbreaking book that has introduced the world to these ancient and really powerful techniques it's going to be a really fascinating conversation donna thanks for being with us
0: Oh, thank you, Jessica.
1: This is great to be with you. Well, I am such a fan, and I think a great place to start is talking about what energy medicine really is.
0: Well, um, you know, energy is all there is. That's, That's the truth. Einstein said that over 100 years ago, that we are energy, and energy is also in every cell of our body. So energy turns out to be your body's best medicine. I mean, whether you use it in psychology or physically, it is the body's best medicine. These currents of energy, you know, carry hormones and chemicals and fighters against disease and help you with your emotions, everything, because because that's the foundation of us all. And we also carry... Frequencies for joy and, and a sense of wonder. And when those frequencies are plugged in, we're healthier. So we evolved alongside energy for millions of years. I mean, that's the stuff that we're made of. And so it just makes all the sense in the world to use energy first before running to any other kind of medicine. I mean, it is the basics. It's the basics of all your herbs, all your medicines, all your vitamins, everything is energy. So I think it's it's really high time that we all returned to the basics of energy to help us with our, with our health and our vitality and our happiness and our, our just well-being and our souls and our spirits. Mm. What I love about many
1: of the techniques that you teach is that you can experience relief very quickly. So even if you're not sure exactly how energy works, uh, you don't have to in order to experience relief, which I think is fantastic.
0: Yeah, thank you for saying that. That is absolutely the truth. I I love when I teach classes to have people on the stage. I love the ones who who are real skeptical and don 't believe it, because it is so much fun to see them, <laughs> their faces just go into shock how fast and immediate uh, things work and and, and I think it 's really important to really know that because we evolved in with energy. Energy's ability to heal us naturally—that um, that to access our, our these different energy systems, or tapping, or or massaging, or whatever we're doing with the energy—I mean, you not only get healthier and happier, you also start building a much. Better human body because our resilience, because then we, yeah, we start evolving so that our bodies don't break down as easily and we aren't triggered so easily. Everything shifts, everything changes, and uh, to the better, when you start using energy. Mm.
1: Why do you feel like this kind of information is so important in today's modern age?
0: Oh. Oh, so many reasons, so many reasons, but one is, you know, we are living in a world that we didn't even evolve to live in. We evolved in a natural world, and we didn't have additives, we didn't have toxins in our air, we didn't have man-made electromagnetic energies, and so our bodies literally must learn how to either throw off or adapt what isn't natural? And so one of the reasons I think that sometimes people have, well, like if you're doing a tapping session and the and the sud rating isn't going down, one of the reasons is the body energies can get so scrambled and the meridians can run backwards and your energies suddenly aren't crossing over again. So if you have some tools to get all of your energies flowing in the direction it's meant to, then then your sud rating will go right down. Mm.
1: so I there's so many things that I want to talk about in this next hour and (laughs) we're going to teach so many techniques but since you brought it up I think we should go there next so if we're tapping with ourselves or working with someone else and we're just finding that we're not having a real shift. You know, with tapping there's definitely it's very important to get more specific and to look at every aspect. But when it comes to energy medicine, what can we do if we feel like our energy might be or what you said, crossed in the wrong direction? I don't know if you want to explain okay. that even more, what actually okay. goes wrong.
0: Yes. Um I mean if you're not feeling at your peak and you're not feeling that your brain is working well and your energy is flowing well and you just want to go out and play, if you don't have those things happening in you, something may be off in your energy. For instance, if you just feel lazy or lethargic and you can't get up and move, probably your meridians are running backwards. And if you take one finger, everybody knows this, I think, in the in the tapping solution, but if you take your fingers right underneath your collarbone, right at the corner, and drop underneath, that's K27, and if you either massage those deeply or tap them, it flips your meridians around. So suddenly they're going forward again, and everything you do after that point will work better. That's a major thing. Another major thing is... And most people learn this in school that the right hemisphere is meant to cross over to the left side of the body and the left hemisphere over to the right side of the body that 's a crossing over pattern, and when you get depressed, overwhelmed, any of those things, your energies no longer cross over, and it 's the reason why you can 't just snap out of it you can't just you know yeah, snap out of it but here's a simple thing to get yourself your energies crossing over i would like to say one more thing before i say Please. this there's not just that major crossover there are crossover patterns all over your body, and sometimes crossover patterns in your organs can get so that they're not crossing over, so that you have you're more vulnerable in one organ more than another, and so it's really important. Here's a simple thing to do if you take, for instance, your left hand and put it on your right shoulder, push, take a deep breath in. Push your fingers into your shoulders, drag them across with pressure, and now flatten your hand by the time it gets to your chest, and just pull it down to your opposite hip. And then do it on the other side. Put your right hand on your left shoulder, push them in hard, drag it across, flatten your hands by the time it gets to your uh, your heart the middle of your chest, and then cross to your opposite hip, and do that several times, your body will start learning not only to keep that crossover pattern, but you won't be so vulnerable when stress hits. So you're you're just helping your body evolve faster. Okay, here's another one. Please. Here's another one. When your energies get scrambled, and this is one that happens to me, if I get stressed out, my energies get all nuts and scrambled and I'll, you know, you walk into a room and you don't remember why you walked into that room. Oh, I've been there many uh, times. Yes. <laughs> I need well, this. That is, <laughs> that is a sign your energies are scrambled. So, I mean, I have a, a couple of different exercises. The simplest one is to cross your hands in front of you at your, at your wrists. And clasp your fingers, and then pull your hands up underneath so they're in front of your chest and all crossed. Um, and then cross your ankles and breathe deep. That's something that you see children do just automatically. But there is a longer one. I call the uh, I call the Wayne Cook posture because Wayne was the one who first figured out how to connect up all the meridians and then unscrambled them. And he did it for. Stutterers originally, and um, this was gosh, almost thirty years ago he found that if he gave the people who stuttered really badly and no other uh, therapy was working on them if, they, if he gave them the Wayne Cook posture named for himself, <laughs> they came out of stuttering, and I knew him back way back in those days and And what I found that when I did that exercise, I mean, it felt so good, and I came out of overwhelm and stress, and I am very dyslexic, or I was very dyslexic. And that was the beginning of turning around some of my dyslexia. And I don't have dyslexia anymore. So, And you're not supposed to be able to get over that. But, of course, all these things that we've been told, by um, some specialist that you can't get over is not true. And so this is a great one. So again, you, you how to do
1: it. You cr- is yeah. it. So the one that you're talking about right now, this is the crossing the wrists and the hand and having well, your that fingers is clasped.
0: A, that is a simpler way of doing it. And you'll often see kids doing that automatically. But I can show you. i tell you one right now. Okay, okay this please. Is it. All right. If you sit down and sit up and sit at the edge of your chair, Okay. Okay. And then put your right ankle over your left knee. Okay. Take your left hand and put it around your right ankle.
1: Okay, so okay? you're bending over.
0: Yeah. Okay. You no, know, you're 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 sitting up straight in a chair, but your leg, your right ankle is over your left knee. Right. Okay. Okay, then your left hand around your ankle, your right hand around the bottom of your feet and just wrapping around the bottom of your feet. Mm -hmm. And you sit that way and you take four deep breaths, kind of lifting your body when you breathe up and letting your breath out when you breathe out. And you do that four times. (sighs) (sighs) So do it four times. And when you reach the end of four times, put your legs down and put your left ankle over your right knee. Okay. And put your right hand around the ankle and your left hand around the bottom of your feet again and wrap your fingers around the side of the bottom of your feet and do four more deep breathing. Now, you are connecting. You're going to breathe while I talk about it, okay? Okay. Okay. Like are, <laughs> you are connecting up all the meridians in the body and meridians are pathways that all the acupuncture points are on, okay? And you and when you do this, suddenly you unscramble these force fields that have gotten confused by either your own stress or the stress in our culture or toxins in the air or or um, additives in your food. Whatever it is, something has scrambled you. And suddenly, you start lifting out. Now, I add one more thing at the end of this. Put your feet down to the floor. Put the pads of your fingers uh, next to each other. Just push them next to each other with your thumb pointing towards you. And put that thumb up at your third eye. Okay. So you've got your fingers in a cathedral-like position. And breathe in deeply in the same way four times. In through your nose and out through your mouth. Really deeply. And when you get to the end of four, bend your fingers into your forehead. Take your thumb away from your a third eye. Bend your fingers into your middle of your forehead. Push in really hard. And then pull across your forehead to your temples and let it go. Now, <laughs> you will feel better. You will move so much stress out of your body by just unscrambling force fields. You know just and, that um, little
1: that little bit of uh, at the end of dragging your fingers to your uh-huh. temples, I could really feel a difference It's, it's almost like I, my vision was
0: became clear. You know, it, it is amazing, and if you have very little time, just do that part of it. Right. Just do that part of it, because everything you do in energy medicine, um, believe me, your body loves, and, and, it, and it, it's just really, really, really good. That exercise, I used to, many, many, many years ago, do volunteer work in school systems and because I knew that both of my daughters were fairly dyslexic and I knew that they were brilliant but it wasn't showing up on their schoolwork so I went to the schools, and I would try to talk a teacher or principal into letting me show the kids. And something interesting happened. I always ended up, because I just was a pusher, I pushed. for yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And what, many times, one of the things I found is that the teacher, like I remember there was a math teacher who would say to me, I really don't get why these kids aren't learning this. I am a good teacher and they aren't learning it and I'm really upset with them. And I'd go in and I'd sit there at the desk at the back of the room to see what was happening and it was the teacher's energies were so scrambled that the kids couldn't learn. And when the teacher unscrambled his own energy and really got it. I demonstrated, well, I mean, I'd take a kid and have him in front of the teacher while the teacher was trying to say something, and the kid lost all of their energies. And so the teacher would really got it. And so anyway, all the kids in the room began to learn more when the teacher did these exercises, and he would very often lead all the kids in case somebody else was scrambled.
1: Oh, I love that. I love that story. And it just shows that if we work, especially for those of us who are adults who are using it now, if we're working in an environment with other people, when we do the work on ourselves, it doesn't only impact our immediate, how we feel, but it it
0: does impact the outside world. You know, absolutely. I mean, we all affect one another. And if, if you can see, if you see, you know, you're talking to people and you watch people just start losing it or they're they're not plugged in, or if you're somewhere and you notice that you've checked out and you're not hearing this person anymore, it's, it's either your energy or their energy is scrambled, but you can also help yourself too. Say that person doesn't know anything about unscrambling their force fields, but you do it for yourself you will help that person suddenly talk better. I have sat in audiences where somebody wasn't able to talk very well in front of everybody. And I, st- I would sit there and I'd do that exercise and that person would get better. <laughs> mm.
1: I'm going to start doing this before every interview. I think this is going to really help it's me.
0: And really important. You know, yeah. Jessica, I never go on stage without having done that one. Mm. Because I know, I, I another thing that happens. Not only will you remember whatever it is you wanted to remember, but you will find that you're in a flow, and you might even get move off of what you were going to say, and something sort of channels in because all your channels are open. Right.
1: So with that, um, we have so many more techniques that I want to hear about, but I'd love to hear a story when it comes to energy medicine and and what you've seen to be possible. I know that in over 25 years, you have hundreds of stories, but does something really is something really inspiring jump out at you that you think would be great to share? Because I think it gives us more encouragement to really try this work.
0: Okay. Uh, first of all, it's been about thirty-five years. Thirty-five years—a <laughs> <laughs> long time. Well, you know, I mean, the first person is I healed myself. I mean, I wouldn't be alive today if I hadn't started figuring out energy medicine on myself because I had had five different specialists say I wasn't going to live, and they all told me, you know, approximately how long. And three of them gave me less than a year, and the other two gave me, uh, you know, up to two or three years if I was lucky, because I had multiple sclerosis and I wasn't walking for a couple of years and I had asthma really bad and I had had a heart attack at 27 and some days, it it depended on the days, but some days I couldn't talk because my whole mouth was just rigid and I couldn't move my lips or my mouth and I had tetany. Tetany is, you know, when your hand falls asleep, Mm -hmm. I had it all over my body. So, and it never went away for two years. So all my organs were breaking down. And it, it is. it sounds funny, but I walked out of that, not walked out, I was rolled out of that fifth doctor's office and some joy came over me I, because I knew better than to, uh, to, than to go to, and I'm not putting Western medicine down because they do amazing things and amazingly good things, but we've all been – much too medicated. And so when everybody said there was nothing they could give me or do for me that they were at a loss, I, I, some joy came over me. I was really, really happy. I thought I was raised by a mother who told me that the body already knows how to heal. You just have to tap into it. Oh, there it is. Tap. You've got to <laughs> tap into it. <laughs> and so I began. I, I just, began and I was very exhilarated remembering that and I felt and I just experimented and I got the energy. Uh, The first thing I did was putting my hand right uh, like if I took my left hand that was I put it up towards my groin and the other one around the bottom of my knee and I noticed that it took about three minutes before energy crossed and I could feel it and I could see it and when energy uh, crossed over the uh, over my uh, thigh I mean and I because I hadn't been able to feel anything there for well over two years and increasingly for many years before that. So suddenly, I mean, it's like, wow, I really got the message that the body valiantly is trying to heal us all the time, but it's out of sync with us, you know? Mm. It's out of sync with us. We've got to get our energies in sync with us again. So when I, when I got myself well, I just wanted to show everybody everybody, that they could heal themselves. And it was, I am so passionate about it, because in my practice, I had a practice for 25 years of was 35. And, and I, my deal was, is that if it didn't work on you, you don't have to pay me. That's how sure I was. <laughs> and sometimes it was figuring out a maze when somebody was really had something very difficult or anything. And, but it was, so thrilling to figure out the maze and see that the body knows what it's doing it's us that's gotten you know out of step with it and and i am very very sure that our ancient ancestors healed themselves this way long before they knew what herbs or or foods would be healthy for them, they must have, they, I believe they all saw energy, and they felt it, and they were in tune with it, and what could make them feel better, and, you know, we still do things like rub our tummies when our, <laughs> when our tummies hurt, and we, we make, we rub in a kind of a counterclockwise circle, and that is just instinctual, and we do that because uh, that does start pulling out energy, and there are so many things we do, like throwing our hands up to our forehead when we're stressed, and, and, and we, we just need to be told to hold our hand there longer when we're stressed, because if you do, the electromagnetic energies in your hands will draw the blood back up into your forebread, brain, and you'll be able to think again so it 's just all of these things are so necessary, and I think something like throwing our hands to our heads we carry that in our DNA, our bodies remember, and but we just nobody is telling us to do that anymore and it 's really important and you know and that comes down to tapping so many of the things that um, I mean tapping is a an extraordinary thing. I think of of like like the the apes, they all tap and beat on their chests before they swing on the vines. And you know, it's like that really gives you vitality. It's really good for your immune system. It's um I mean just yeah, I I long before I knew precisely what I was doing, I would tell people, "Well, when in doubt, just start tapping it." Because because Our bodies never resist tapping. They don't resist it. They don't fight against it. And I think it's because our hearts beat in a steady tapping rhythm and our capillary beds beat. Each of us have a rhythm. There's just a beat to each of us and our bodies know tapping. So the body loves to be tapped. Uh, it's
1: so fascinating. I actually had never thought of it before like that. One thing that you said that I think is worth mentioning again is that our body is constantly trying to heal us. And I think that's an important message because yes. many people who've had pain for a long time, they feel like their body is betraying them. They feel like they were just unlucky.
0: Yes. Yes, that is so true. And you asked me about... Stories I can tell you, I can remember many, many people's stories. I'll tell you a, an interesting tapping one. A long, long time ago, a man was brought in who had lost his legs in Vietnam, and he was always, always in pain uh, on his feet. And, uh, and he didn't have feet there anymore. Now, originally, how I took the pain away is I held the acupressure sedating points. Because you have to remember, the reason why you have phantom pain is because those energies, those meridians, they still run in the same place they went before, whether you have a physical body there or not. So I held the air down at his where, his where I could feel and see the energy going. I held that air, and it took the pain away. But then I, how was he going to be able Able to do that himself, he couldn't reach. So what I, what we figured out is something. Gosh, what was it? What was it? I'm trying to remember if it was. It was something simple, something he could hold that he could right where his, where the pain was. He could tap it with a, some kind of a stick or something, and he could take the pain away. And I mean, I've I've seen what I would call miracles. I have all over the world. I have seen miracles happen, because the body is this, I mean, energy, I am sure, by the way, is the most brilliant uh, thing in the world. It's, it is us, and it's what keeps us alive, and there is such an, a rhyme and a reason to everything, and I'm not even a, a reason person, you know. <laughs> I mean, I like reasons. I do. I don't mean that. It's just that I've always really sort of followed the energy, but I have really come to see that, my God, the the body is so brilliant and I think our energies are far more brilliant than our brains mm. that try to figure it out. It's like, I mean, we're made of Constellations of energy systems of you know auras and Celtic weaves and chakras and meridians and radiant circuits and and they all crisscross and spin and stream and weave in these amazing patterns that are thrilling. Hey, I'll tell you one more thing. I'm sorry, I'm going off late. No, oh, please. But, uh, is it? Many, many people who have studied with me for a long time, one of the things that happens that just happens organically and naturally is very often they begin to see energy again. And that's, and I, that's why, I, one of the reasons why I'm so sure that we were all born with this capacity, but because nobody ever talks about it in that first year of life. uh, I mean, that's not something common we think of in our culture, that it goes dormant because there's so much to learn, that it just sort of goes in the background. But when people start working in energy over time, a lot of them start seeing energy again. Others start really feeling it, knowing it in ways they couldn't have known, and it is very exciting to see people turn on their senses in these wondrous ways. Yeah,
1: it's interesting because when people ask me how tapping works, I tend to talk about tapping sends that calming signal to the brain, because it's something that we can research, we can see the cortisol level going down, we know how the brain works. So it's a little bit easier for someone to understand. We right now we get the brain. We don't get the whole brain, but we we feel like we have some understanding of how that works. When it comes to energy, what's so interesting is that there are thousands of thousands of years of history with these ancient Chinese acupressure points, and it's been around for so long. Yet, we don't have the science yet that's really being able to measure these fields. So Where do you think we are now? What do you think the future is? What do you think is possible? Do you think there's going to be a time when science is going to be able to start documenting and and seeing these energy systems?
0: Oh, yes. And, you know, I'll tell you, when we first wrote, David and I first wrote Energy Medicine, he scoured everywhere trying to find all of the research. And there wasn't a lot, but he put down everything he could. And then what nine or ten years later the book came out again and he was able to find you know something like five times more research being done that research is being done now and one of the things about three or four years ago I taught a a class in um, well, I I couldn't go to China because I was busy with other things and I'd already made commitments. So they came over to Colorado. These this Chinese group, and it flew over from China and they had they owned this land in Colorado and I taught them there. And one of the th- things that I I couldn't understand is why in the world would they have me teach them when they have had it for thousands of years in their culture and. They told me two things. One is, oh, it's because they are trying to go the American scientific route. And so acupuncture has been sort of pushed to the side and they're trying to, you know, be Western. And so, but many people who, who know the, the value of, of our natural energies, um, are, we're really trying to learn it like in, in uh, Taiwan, um, energy medicine became number two you know in, in their in book sales wow. because people were trying to retrieve what they had, but they also had been unlike in the United States they had found certain proofs like they had they they had several machines that could show precisely where the meridian pathways are and they are exactly what were put down 5000 years ago yes. you know everything <laughs> there is no difference and it's like and if it is just and they know now that like the acupuncture points that that you tap um they do have more heat resistance there, and there are things there that science is figuring out. I know that things like i mean even even very hard nosed western medicine people who don't think that they've gone the the energy route. They actually are, but they're using machines. It's like an MRI machine is about magnets, and you know how it affects, how they can see things and affect things in our body with electromagnetic energy. There are so many different machines they are making because that's what would come more natural to them. Well, right. a the machine it must work.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you're right. And also, I know in, in Nick's book, he talked about different research cases and and certain studies and ways that people are beginning yeah. to, to notice and to. Discuss quote-unquote, these energy systems that have been being used for so long. (laughs) So it it is very exciting uh, how quickly we're moving along when it comes to the research. Uh, Yes,
0: and I will tell you that, you know, how many years ago, maybe 25, 26 years ago, I was taken to court for practicing medicine without a license. And and it was by 10 doctors from the closest hospital. And um, they threw it out because they couldn't find one single person I'd harmed. And many people walked into court and said, well, you know, I wasn't being helped by this, uh, you know, with my doctor. And so I went this route, now look at me. And so they, but the, uh, so it got thrown out. But just ten years later, those same doctors started inviting me to come into the hospital and teach classes what? to the doctors. <laughs> yes. So, and now we're getting. So many doctors in our classes. And, and I think that that's what happens. If you go into medicine because you really want to help people, you want to heal people, and then you, 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 just by the nature of how medicine is today, you gotta get frustrated that you don't have the time you want to spend. You don't have, Mm. you don't, you can't drop into healing. You've gotta turn it over to either surgery or pharmaceutical medicines. And we all know pharmaceutical medicines are killing people. I mean, last year alone, just what is reported, over 300,000 people died of taking medicine as they were meant to take it. And Western medicine and pharmaceuticals do a lot of good. But it's across the board the same for everyone. And we're too different. You know, we are way too different. Uh, Even though we have all the same types of energy patterns. Your energy is as unique as a thumbprint. I know of many, many doctors now who literally energy test the the drug before they give it to a patient. And I mean that's so meaningful. And if it's and they can also test how much a patient actually needs so that you don't overdose them in something. And it's just it's really good. I know I know people who now, and nurses, because nurses can can get continuing education credit from from this now, and I know many nurses who um, who take, say like. An elderly person takes a lot of medicine, and so they start energy testing them separately and then all together to see if they really work together, and they will take it to the doctor to say, this is really harming this person. So it's, a lot of good things are happening. I think it's the wave of the future, energy psychology and energy medicine. It is the wave of the future, and I think Western medicine will walk hand in hand, and they, we will see where we need each. I love that, hand in hand. Well, <laughs> w- what I'd love to learn is, is there
1: something that we could do every morning or before we have to do something we're nervous about, something that's uh, quick? I mean, you've already taught us a lot of things, but something that you recommend to do on a daily basis.
0: Absolutely. Now, I want to say that we have a five-minute routine that we really swear by when you put several exercises together. But say say you... um Okay, first thing, say you wake up and you just don't feel like getting up yet. Boy, just, just lay there in bed, scoot down so that your arms can reach above your head and do three deep breaths with stretching, stretching your toes, your, you know, get everything stretched. Whenever you stretch in any way, you make space for energy to travel. Mm. So it's, suddenly everything will move more. So then sit on the side of your bed and, tap tap at right on your cheekbones breathe deep and tap on your cheekbones now if i if somebody was there to test you you would find that it will suddenly ground you it will take that energy down so that you have you are hooked up more to the earth and then tap on k27 where i've already said thump on the middle of your your chest Okay, that's really good for your immune system. It makes T cells, your thymus gland. And I like to tap right underneath your breasts, uh, let's see, about a rib below your bra line. Tap there because those are such valuable, important points that's on spleen meridian. And spleen meridian not only governs your spleen and your pancreas, it's, it's going to really help you evolve because it's about, uh, helping your body adapt. And, and that's what we all have to do. We've all got to be able to adapt to this world that we did not evolve to live in. And so we, and since we can't, we're not going to be able to go backwards. We've got to, except we can go backwards to retrieve those energy tools that we had at another time. That's what we can use in modern day. And so, so spleen meridian tapping helps your body adapt and throw off what it can't take in. So it's really important. I would do that Wayne Cook posture or cross whatever you can to get the energies crossed. I would put my hand on my opposite shoulder, like I said before, and push your fingers in and pulling it across. Here's a great one. Oh, I'll give you two great ones. <laughs> <laughs> Say you you're carrying something around you can't get rid of. Okay, you just you're overwhelmed by thoughts of something, and it just keeps getting to you. If you keep it in your mind for a minute, and put your arms out in front and make a fist. Then take a deep breath in, swing your arms down below you, behind you and above you, and and then let your breath out and blow that out. Just, Just blow out. Think of it going down your energies and going off of you and do that three or four times. So then when you're ending, your hands are behind your back. Or Is down that... at the bottom. You don't at have to behind you. But, okay. but then swing it behind you again and above and in front of you. And, and do it at least two times really slow and deliberate as you bring it down. and Just blow it out your mouth and let go. And then at the end, just take your hand and bring it straight up your body with, on a deep breath. And when you get to your chest, You're going to take a deep – I mean, you can end there, by the way. You could just bring it up your chest. Oh, okay. Bring it up your chest, go past your hands, and reach up high, and then turn your hands out and let your arms down your side. That actually will take your blood pressure down, too, if if your blood pressure has been up. If you're carrying anger or upset or anything like that, it's really good. And what a lot of people tell me has been really good for them to do afterwards – is and you can do this alone too. Say you say you've been getting rid of more and more stress. You've been tapping whatever you're doing, but you just haven't gotten your joy back yet. Here is a simple one. Place your hands. Let's see. Let's see how, how I start here. Put your hands one hand on top of the other, right on your heart chakra, the middle of your chest. Okay, and take one deep breath there. Now, separate your hands just slightly so that just your fingers are touching, uh, your middle, your pointer fingers are touching, and make, on a deep in-breath, make a heart. Go up over your breasts, around, down your rib cage, down below your belly, and flatten your hands. And do it at least three times. Make a heart right there. And, and as you breathe, breathe in as you go up. And as you go down around your body, go down. And then I would come up one last time with my full hand, put my hands on my chest again, and just smile. (laughs) (laughs) The smiling is very important, right? (laughs) Very important. It's very important. And, you know, I want to say something. That doesn't look like a lot, but I want you to know there is an energy system called the radiant circuits. And the radiant circuits absolutely predate meridians and a lot of other energy systems. And I think it's probably the, 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 First energies were these radiant circuits that could go anywhere they want. And I think it's really interesting that in every culture all over the world, if you ask a child to draw a picture of a heart, they make a picture of the heart that, that we all draw, not the picture of the heart. You know, we make these hearts. Yeah. And, th- and I think that's because on some deep level, they're all in touch with the radiant circuits because that is the shape of one of the radiant circuits called the bridge flow that bridges to other people and bridges deep inside of you.
1: Amazing. Something that I'm just curious about, as you might know, I just finished writing a book about weight loss and body confidence. And I wrote a chapter about exercise and how important it was for me to change my association to exercise before it was, you know, a punishment for not being enough. It was something that I had to do. And then it Became as healing as tapping and I, and I approached it in a completely different ma, a manner, not as a way to punish myself, but as a way to honor myself. So when I hear about all of these movements is being physical in your body. So doing something like running or even just the elliptical yes. or taking a yoga class, does that have not just a physical impact, but an energetic one?
0: Oh my gosh. You move absolutely move, move your energy shift your energy, you'll shift your mind, you'll shift your body, everything. If we, And I think that's such a good thing that you put in your book, that, and not as punishment, but I mean, I get absolutely gleeful when I start doing these exercises before I do them, because I know what it's going to do for me. And um, it's just so, so important. And again, it's Far beyond just the exercise and the the reward you get right then if you can get that you are you are really evolving your body so that you are less vulnerable to illness less vulnerable to pain less vulnerable to depression all of these things you you will be less vulnerable and I believe with all my heart we are meant to age beautifully not just have everything start breaking down in us and I mean here it is 35 years later I am I was never healthy all of my life I am so very healthy now and it isn't that things can't happen to me they can but i know what to do to get myself back and to move energies that aren't useful for my body and not helping me in any way i know how to get rid of them and and i really believe that every human being on planet earth ought to know how to do energy medicine and do energy psychology because it'll change everything and and i mean i know people i know somebody right now who i, I love cuz i just talked to her um, I should say her name. (laughs) Anyway, she's in her 90s, and uh, she was, she, oh, about 10 years ago, her daughter had called me up and asked me, would I please call her up for her birthday, because she'd gotten this energy medicine book, and she just, she was liking them, but she was, anyway, I I made a call, and now, I think at about 96, she leads people in energy medicine exercises in in the home she lives in with all these other seniors, but she's vital and alive, and she'd been really going down the tubes, and Mm -hmm. it's just... It doesn't matter what age you are. Many, another thing that happened to me many years ago is I was invited to come in and teach at a senior home and I thought in my mind, because I was that young, I was in my thirties, I thought seniors were, oh, in their sixties maybe, or fifty-five even, you know. <laughs> and I got there and there were twenty-seven of them and the youngest one was eighty-one. <laughs> and they went from eighty-one to a hundred and four. And I learned so much from them because when you get older, you, um, you you're looking for other things. Maybe you want your mind to be clear, or you you don't want to be relying on pain medication, or you want to you want to have some empowerment in your life. So I learned an awful lot. And one of the things that that I got to see was that no matter what age you are, you can be better. And you can really be excited about being empowered this way to do it for yourself. And um, many of them were considered that they had Alzheimer's or dementia, and they all came back. Their minds worked so much better, and they all made tapes for Mm -hmm. great-grandchildren for Christmas that were coming up, and it was so much fun. And there was a man in that room who was, he was the hardest one for me to get out of depression because... He had had a wonderful life and now he didn't know why he was living because he'd had a stroke and half of his body was gone. And, and he didn't feel, he couldn't do any of these crossover patterns. And this is when I, I realized, oh, well, there's other ways to do things. I mean, I just guessed, but it was a good guess. It was, I said, I placed him in front of the mirror in his wheelchair and I said, just start imagining you're doing it. See yourself during these energies that are crossing over. And you know, it wasn't, I don't know how long it was anymore, but it was like within about, three or four weeks, little things began to move on the other on the side of the body that hadn't moved in years. Wow. And yes, I mean, he got, he started getting feeling back. He started getting some energy and by the time I left that class two years later, he was doing many of the exercises. He was getting himself back and he was doing the things in his room and uh, because he was, because it's so incredible to find out that you have the power to be able to help yourself. Yeah.
1: And with the question about exercise, I think one of what I, what I really meant was going for a walk. We know it's good for our health, but is there an energetic component to moving your body? Yes.
0: Okay. Thank you. I'm so glad you brought that up. I was in Ashland, Oregon. I still consider that my home. And, um, I had a lot of doctors would send people patients to me who like they had them on a walking regime and most patients would do great on the walking regime after a heart attack or something but there was a number of them that weren't getting better and so he'd send them to me to figure it out and what in every situation it was their energies weren't crossing over so what I would have people do is get out of what is called homolateral which means your energies aren't crossing and that simple thing of of putting your hand on your opposite shoulder and pulling it across your body starts getting your energies crossing over and, um, and then walking would work. And, and when you walk, one of the best things to do is don't carry anything, you know, start swinging your arms so that there's a crossover pattern from your right arm to the left leg as you pick them both up and things will start learning how to cross over and stay crossed over even if you get stressed and then you can handle stress so much better.
1: That is great. I'm going to do that on my next walk. If you see me in New York City, like, fl- you know, flinging my arms,
0: it's because I'm doing some energy work. Um. It's really, really good for you. If you ever see somebody who, or you know someone who's supposed to be on a walking routine, but they their arms are just hanging down their body and they're not really swinging their arm. Make their arms start swinging. Have them mm-hmm. swing so that their, their right arm goes up when their left knee goes up. And, and that's the natural way we're supposed to. And if yours don't naturally do that, your energies are scrambled or something is going on. Right. So we're learning different
1: techniques to help to have our energy begin to start flowing. And as we start to feel better and we begin to feel more joy are there certain things that we could do to help us stay in that joy longer to really anchor it
0: yeah absolutely first of all tapping does anchor i mean tapping is is a real natural anchor i have somebody who learned drumming just, I mean, this was long before people were doing any kind of tapping. He learned drumming because he found out that uh, if he drummed with his own rhythm, everything was better. And then over time, he began to just start tapping on his body with a flat hand anywhere he wanted to tap. And he got healthier and healthier. So things to, here's a really important one. Say you're feeling a little off. Just just off, and you do, you know you you don't know what you don't know what's up, but you're off. If you put one finger in your belly button and the other finger at your third eye and pull them both up, I call this the hook up because and, and pull them both up, and you will find you will, for most people they will want to take a deep breath there. But if you don't want to take it, take it anyway. Take at least two or three deep breaths and hold that hook up for the length of yeah about three deep breaths. You will hook up. Two major meridians, central and governing. Central goes up the front of your body and hooks at the back of your throat with governing that comes up your spine over your head, over your nose, and then hooks at the back of your throat. For most people in Western culture, we walk around and we're not hooked up. And that also could be a reason for some people that the SUDS rating won't go down because if you're not hooked up, central and governing affect Every meridian in the body, and what I see when you when you tap, for most people, we, I mean, it's different than your explanation of the brain. But I literally see that energy pulsing up the body like a like a beat. It beats up, and it, it goes along your meridian pathways. Yes, into your brain, but your brain is only one part. It starts pulsing everywhere. You need to get that information to every cell in your body to have a deep, uh, real change. And so, and so when you also pulse it up into your brain, though, then your brain starts pulsing it down everywhere else. So hook up, hook up. And here's another positive state. Say you're feeling fabulous you're suddenly I mean you are so happy you 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 are in that sense of wonder and awe and gladness and appreciation. if you would like to uh build up a habit of staying in that state, tap at your third eye with your middle finger, just tap in the joy, tap in the gladness, and the reason why that works is because that's the first point, um, is actually on bladder meridian, but bladder meridian governs your nervous system that goes up over your head and down your spine, and it anchors in a new way of being, a new habit. I often tell people when they're tapping, and you're feeling really good at the end of it, tap it in at your third eye so that your nervous system starts taking it in deeper and deeper. So interesting. So
1: we only have a, a little bit of time left, but I'd love to squeeze in some more. Uh, if someone finds that they are struggling with a habit or a pattern that they're having trouble breaking, like smoking or even complaining, is there something that could help?
0: Yes. Now this, uh, okay. <laughs> okay, let me see. Say, you. W- I'm going to use smoking. Okay. Now, this is really important to use words that would work for you. You want to think, what do I really feel about it? But say, it, you, can, you can take advantage of the fact that you have a left hemisphere and a right hemisphere on your brain. And you can use them in a sort of a divided way instead of a whole way because the left hemisphere will take in information that is stated in a negative way. For instance, I no longer smoke you know that's a, you've said it in a negative way i don't like smoking you know something don't or not or something like that so if you place take your left hand okay and separate your fingers and make them in a kind of a claw and then start with your baby finger at your temples and then tap around your ears about 6 times and you say out loud something like I don't even like to smoke or I'm not I'm no longer smoking or something like that. Da 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 da. You tap it in about five or six times and then you go over to the right side and say wow, I feel so happy being smoke-free. You don't want to put any without, not, no, anything like that on the right side because it will only take in something if it's said in a positive, just straightforward way. Let's see. if And, and, and do that. Do that five or six times a day. A, a deep habit, uh, a deep addiction like that takes longer. But one day you will say, You'll you realize. Oh my God! I hardly smoked today. You know it'll start going down. I had a girlfriend. I'll tell you quickly. A girlfriend who started smoking more when she did it, and, I, and, I, and she was she was really mad at me. But I said, but when we figured out it was because she took the words that somebody else gave her. She had to. She had been smoking most of her life and a lot. And so she had to say something like, I no longer smoke a whole pack of cigarettes a day or something like that. Or I no longer smoke that many. And then on the right side, it was, oh, my lungs feel so good. She had to find the words that really worked for her. And then she quit smoking. So it's really valuable. I had a man once who, I don't remember what his deal was, but he it didn't work because it had to be in his native language. Interesting. This is this reaches the most primal part of your brain, so it's primal. What do you really think? I had a, a really fast. I had a girlfriend who was trying to lose weight, and. She gained weight, and she was just nearly killed me, and so I had to go stay with her to figure out. And what she realized, she had these beautiful words she was saying, but it wasn't working. And what she, I said, for a second, do you think? Are you thinking of something else? And she realized she had a vision, really, really quick. But it was a snap of a vision, and because it's, that was more primal, that's what she was tapping in. She, and so she had to tap this instead of what she was tapping I did not inherit a Slavic body because she was she had a flash of a vision of her aunt who was very heavy and and had a very Slavic body I did not inherit a Slavic body in fact but she and then on the right side I don't remember what but it was a real positive and she lost 20 pounds like that so So it's really good. Those points around your ears are triple warmer points. And triple warmer governs the most ancient part of your brain and your body and your energies. And it trumps all else. That's why if some if if tapping isn't working or the suds isn't going down enough, it's because triple warmer is resisting it and saying something else is going on. Your energies aren't crossing over or maybe it's not safe to do that. So you've got to find a way and say that this is safe for me to lose this weight. And I'm safe and with all these men, these, you know, <laughs> right. whatever. Feeling comfortable. Yeah,
1: absolutely. This has been, again, I knew it was going to be fascinating. It was, you, you always blow my mind. And these are such great tools to do. And even if we just start incorporating one of them at the office yeah. or in the morning as we're brushing our teeth, I'm sure it's going to have a really big impact on our day.
0: Yes, absolutely. Just start with one thing. Do one thing. That's what I always uh, encourage people to do because it is overwhelming. And down the road, it won't be overwhelming. But in the beginning, you know, you're, you're learning new tools that you you weren't raised with. And But when you get feedback from your body that you're better, you're suddenly better, and your brain is working better, everything is doing functioning better, then you want to keep up with it. And um, <laughs> Well, I'm
1: going to commit to doing the, the hookup, the belly button and the forehead one okay. every, every morning for the next 30 days. And I'll see how okay. I feel. Excellent. That's going to be mine. <laughs> okay. Well, Donna, okay. well, thank you so much. This has been a real pleasure.
0: Oh, you're so welcome, Jessica. You're great. What fun to do this with you.